0: Hello, Hungry Girl podcast listeners. It's me, Hungry Girl, also known as, guess what, Lisa Lillian. I said that backwards. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You impressed? <laughs> that was amazing. Just keeping you on your toes. <laughs> I'm here with Mikey and Jamie at Hungry Land. Hi, guys. Um, how, how are you?
1: Good. I'm doing good. How about you?
0: Good. Nice to see you. Yeah. Even though we've been together all day.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> I think I see you more than I see my wife, and we all work together. It's I weird. think we all see That's each true. other the same Why amount that? of time. <laughs>
0: Except I don't live with you guys. Um, I'm really excited today because, you know what? What? We're myth-blasting. Yes. Yeah, this is a cool episode. It is. I mean, like, we're always talking about breaking rumors and blasting myths or busting myths. We're calling it myth-blasting in case somebody owns (laughs) myth-busting. Do they? It's (laughs) a myth that they do. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. It's actually, it's catchier, I think. I think so, yeah. We're blasting myths.
1: And you're blasting things. That's cool to blast things. It is. It's like Star Wars. blowing it
0: up. High-tech.
2: Yeah.
0: Action. We need Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's going to be an action-packed episode. Action-packed. No, but today we're blasting myths about food and supermarkets. Yes.
2: And there are a lot of them. I just thought of one.
0: You did? Yeah.
2: It's a myth that you can get in and out of the supermarket with just the one item that you went in to buy.
0: That's a myth. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to do that anyway. Um, It's funny. Like, I've been obsessed with rumors and myths for a really long time. And I remember my favorite food myth from, like, when I was growing up. Was that Mikey from the Life Cereal commercial? You know who that is? Oh, the yeah. The kid that, he won't eat it. He yes, hates everything.
1: I know him all too well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a myth that he ate Pop Rocks and then drank Pepsi and exploded. Wow. And was no longer with us.
2: Is this not true? It's not true. Because <laughs> so, like, they still sell Pop Rocks, so... And Pepsi. Yes. And
0: Mikey's still alive. Okay, he is. But yeah, I mean, he's I, I'm going to tell you a funny story. So I was part of the launch team for TV Land Online. And in the original TV Land... It's where I used to work in my former life. Mm-hmm. Um, we had retromercials. And one of the commercials we, sh- we showed all the time was the live serial commercial. So we had our TV Land launch party. And as it turned out, the kid who played Mikey worked down the street in radio. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's and not me. I called him. <laughs> it was not you. It was a different Mikey yeah. in radio. I called him up, invited him to the party. He came to the party. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, this was before viral videos. I mean, like, I'm talking ni- mid-90s. And I said... I have this great idea. Everyone thinks that you died by eating Pop Rocks and drinking Pepsi. So could we make a video of you eating Pop Rocks and drinking Pepsi? And he looked at me and he said, I'm not doing that. I was so bummed. But it was was a good idea. You wanted the myth to
1: become true, huh?
2: I just wanted to check it out.
0: I wanted to prove that the myth was a myth. I mean, like, I, this was way before all the viral stuff That right. was going on on YouTube I think I was ahead of my missed time Missed opportunity Totally missed opportunity But at the end of the day It's nice to be able to disprove myths mm-hmm. it, it is just, It's
2: very satisfying
0: Very And we're going to be doing that today Yay Okay Are we starting off with anything fun?
1: Mm-hmm hey. All right, a recent study of 2,000 adults found one-fifth of consumers wrongly believe frozen fruits and vegetables contain fewer nutrients than their fresh counterparts. So that's a myth. Uh, We got more stuff here. Two-fifths believe frozen food are filled with preservatives to give them longer shelf life. Other myths surrounding frozen meals are that you can't safely cook them from frozen, with 4 in 10 believing you aren't supposed to heat food from frozen, which... No, you can't. Uh, And then the study also found nearly two-thirds don't think that all types of food can be frozen, but experts revealed that the opposite is true, like eggs or vegetables with high water content. Uh, I think I tried that once and made the mistake that lettuce doesn't freeze. (laughs) Um, And then around one in four believe you can refreeze food once it's thawed without cooking it first, which is also false because you can refreeze it but must cook between thawing and freezing.
0: That's a lot of confusing I information. Know.
1: A lot of confused people. Well, I
0: know. Now, is it, <laughs> is it a myth that people that are confused love podcasts? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but the odds would but be But it's
1: just favor. amazing. <laughs> to, like, freezing before you recook food is, to me, like, how, how do people not know that?
0: Well, uh, the thing that confuses me, and I'm glad that we're saying it's a myth, is that frozen food is actually mm-hmm. good for you. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. It doesn't contain preservatives. That's, I think, the real takeaway Yeah, here. It's
2: actually, I've read that it contains actually more nutrients because they flash freeze it at peak freshness. So mm-hmm. you get like, you know, the most antioxidants. That's when they freeze it. So technically it could be more nutritious than fresh. Wow. That's
0: amazing, and we love frozen food. Yeah, we always have frozen food here. Mm-hmm. I always have it at home because you never know when you're going to want to eat something. Yeah. So if you buy it fresh, there's a good chance it's going to be furry in a week. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I remember in the last episode we talked about the uh, the, the microwavable uh, the what's it called the, uh, the 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 steamer the steamer oh yeah that uh, retains retains all the nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: yeah. There. Good. Yeah, good for us. Lots of good options.
1: Yeah. That's it. That's all I have. That's all. That's the only myth in the news right now. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, good because we have a lot of myths to blast today. Cool. And um, we're going to start with just the whole all natural thing, like this health halo around all natural. So, what's our myth?
2: All right. Well, the first myth is that if you eat all natural whole foods, you don't need to count calories. Is that true or false? Well. I don't, hopefully the
0: audience knows. Here's the thing about this myth. I think most people deep down, they know that it's not true, but they want to tell themselves that it is true because I think, you know, we as Americans, probably more so than in other cultures, we want to think that one thing is the villain Mm -hmm. and it's easy to say, Oh, you're not eating healthy ingredients. So therefore you're going to be unhealthy and overweight. But if you eat all natural ingredients then it's fine no matter what you eat. And that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: I feel like I hear this message a lot from like influencers on Instagram. It's like if you just eat wholesome, nutritious foods, you don't need to worry about it. And I feel like what they don't take into account is people like us that are always hungry. It's like, yeah, if you're great at moderation and you stop when you're full and... Well, you're bringing up uh, you know the point, which is calories
0: count. So at the end of the day, if you are eating natural ingredients sure it's probably better for you but you can't discount the fact that every ingredient whether it's natural or not contains calories so they add up and if you eat more calories than you burn you're going to gain weight and yeah yeah, that's facts are facts facts are facts so that is we have blasted that myth
1: so if i eat like only fish but i eat a lot of fish i'm going to gain a lot of weight
0: It's not that, I don't know that anyone can ever really eat enough fish to gain weight. I remember I was friends with this Weight Watchers leader named Flora. Mm -hmm. She was adorable. And Mm. she used to always tell the story because someone was like, can I eat 36 apples? And she would say, you're not going to eat enough apples to gain weight. And the truth of the matter is, you're probably not going to eat enough fish to gain weight, but you might eat enough nuts to gain weight. Mm And I know there's conflicting information about whether or not your body processes calories from nuts differently, and they probably do. But at the end of the day, if you eat a 10 serving bag of cashews, you're not going to it's not a healthy snack. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And there's too many calories.
2: Well, and I will say from personal experience, because I'm a very healthy eater, I, I eat mostly natural foods. And I can tell you, I am up in weight when I am eating more of them and down in weight when I am eating less of them.
0: Yeah, that's sad. I love <laughs> cashews. But it's true. I mean, that's what portion yeah. control is about. So it's it's good. The truth is natural foods are good. They're better yep. than the, the processed stuff with the artificial ingredients, mm-hmm. but calories do count. Ready for another myth? Yes, ready.
2: I mean, what's the story with, you know, experts saying you should only shop the perimeter of the supermarket if you want to be healthy?
0: That's just crazy talk. <laughs> I mean, don't you think it's crazy? Yeah. I mean, well, the bottom line is this. You know, maybe back in the day, many, many years ago, when you could only find fruits and vegetables in the produce department, in the perimeter of the store, that could have been maybe slightly more true. But these days, everyone is focusing on ingredients and making things smarter and better for you throughout the entire supermarket. Plus, a lot of the best vegetable finds are actually in the freezer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or in other parts of the store. So you can't discount that. There's plenty of of healthy things throughout the Middle Isles and, you know, there's just no way around that. I feel like that's a myth from 10 years ago. Mm. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. I, I think it's also unrealistic. Again, it's like, yeah, sure, in a perfect world we'd eat, you know, whole natural foods and shop the perimeter but, like, this is the real world. This is real life. We're going to have cravings. We're going to want things that are not fruits and vegetables in our day. Right. I mean, you can't just, you can't only eat
0: those things. That would be so sad. Mm-hmm. Although you can make Things that, you know, kick your cravings out of the stuff that you find in the perimeter. But there are good, there are healthier choices Mm -hmm. now. I think back when this became a thing, there was nothing good for you and natural in the center aisles.
2: Yeah, I mean, what about like oats Mm -hmm. and nuts and... I don't know. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. tuna pouches. Tuna like there's a pouches. pouches. <laughs> Th-
0: those are healthy. I'm, now I'm thinking of them like hanging next to the apples <laughs> in the supermarket. <laughs> but sometimes they do put the nuts in the produce aisle. That's true. But- those wonderful pistachios. Yum. Okay.
2: We're going to move on to food claims. Food claims. Do we have a myth there? Well, There's some shocking information here. I think there's a myth about the all-natural food claim. I mean, what does it even mean?
0: Well, the all-natural food claim, just like the, the food claim itself for being all-natural. Yeah, all if you natural. see
2: all-natural on a package and you say, oh, well, you know, I only eat all-natural, like, what are you even saying?
0: Uh, nothing. <laughs> You're saying a whole lot of nothing because there are no official guidelines or criteria or requirements. I mean, there are some people that they say the only all-natural stuff is the stuff that appears in nature as is. If that's the case, Whole Foods would have nothing. right. Literally. And they're, like they're considered an
2: all-natural market. Right. So that, that would be a myth, I would say. That's crazy to me that, that like, basically the words all-natural mean nothing. You're just kind of taking the company at its word.
0: They mean nothing. But to some degree, if, if it is sold at Whole Foods, in theory, the ingredients that are in are that natural, item right. are better mm-hmm. for you and to some degree natural. Because mm-hmm. they do have strict guidelines. Mm-hmm. So I do trust that. and I do feel better about buying certain yeah. things at Whole Foods. Well,
2: what about Organic.
0: Yeah, organic, that's a whole other thing. Like, people are real sticklers for eating organic foods. We'll talk a little bit more about organic, but you know what? We reached out to Robert Davis, who is one of my best friends, who is also known as the healthy skeptic, and he has a lot to say about all this stuff, and he had a a really good quote.
3: Just because a food is labeled organic does not necessarily mean it's more healthful. Sometimes we see the organic label on foods like chips or cookies, The intention is to make them look more healthful, but in fact they're not. turns out junk food is still junk whether it's organic or conventional. Sometimes you see the label made with organic ingredients on foods. What this means is that some of the ingredients are not organic. In fact, up to 30% of the ingredients can be non-organic if this label is on a food.
0: Okay, that that is so interesting. First, Mm -hmm. I want to address the fact that I find so many products that say made with organic Mm -hmm. ingredients okay, how is that supposed to be helpful? Some of the ingredients used to make this item are organic.
2: Right, it's like they might as well just say made with unorganic ingredients. Right, exactly.
0: So that to me is absolutely crazy, but there are people that fall for it. And then to get into what organic actually means, it just really means that that the products were grown or raised or produced a certain way. Maybe they don't contain pesticides. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has nothing to do with the health
2: benefits Mm -hmm. of the product or being better for you in any way. It's such a big misconception. I didn't know that up until a couple of years ago. I thought organic meant that it was healthier and not to do, I mean, it really has to do with agriculture and how it's, how the animal is raised and, yeah. and what it's fed.
1: Yeah, I I feel like like for us, I try to do organic vegetables because I feel like I don't want pesticides on the, the you know the skin of the fruit or or you know a pepper or, or something like that.
0: Pesticides are so delicious. No, oh, <laughs> <stop. laughs> totally kidding. But
1: I feel like in other things, like I, don't, I can go without organic potato chips or something. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know. I just feel like that. I, it just
0: honestly, it makes people feel better about themselves mm-hmm. in many cases because they're just they're not. Again, it's that one latching onto Mm -hmm. one thing. I want to believe that because I've chosen organic food that I'm making smart choices and that I'm healthier Mm -hmm. because of it instead of realizing that's only a very tiny part of a bigger picture and it may or may not make any difference at all.
1: And why is organic more expensive if they're not using pesticides, right? So <laughs> oh, it's costing them money. less. Yeah. Well, actually...
0: probably because if they're not using pesticides, half
2: of them they have to throw
0: oh, away yeah, because they're, 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 losing they're fruit, yeah. bug they're bug eaten. Yeah, and this has sense. been teach Mikey a <laughs> lesson. Um, okay.
2: you know, I don't you didn't even mention Robert is like a major health expert. He really gets down to the studies. He does all the research. He's a great resource when it comes to kind of knowing the. Uh, he is. The ins He's and an outs. author.
0: He's a health journalist. He's someone I've known forever. And he really cuts through all the fat, no pun intended. And um, you know, sometimes I'm afraid to go to Robert because he—if I want to believe something is going to be so good for me—and I say, Robert, please tell me the truth. Sometimes it's a little disappointing. So, but yeah. he
2: is smart. Yeah, he'll chime in a, a few more times in this episode to yeah, help he us out. Yeah, he has a lot, a lot to say. So, should we talk about gluten-free? Oh boy, <laughs>
0: should we talk about gluten-free?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, yes. So, what's the myth there? I mean, the myth is it's a diet. The myth is that. Eating gluten free is, you know, it's a diet. It's good for weight loss. It's good for everything. And that's so not true. So I'm not. I don't want to discount the fact that there are people
0: that need to avoid gluten, but I do think like a lot of the people that I talk to that are experts in this field say that most people don't need to avoid gluten, mm-hmm. and that even a lot of the people that say they're gluten sensitive have been given misinformation, mm-hmm. and that the population in general is not as sensitive to gluten. Um, as the world would lead you to believe. And certainly the foods that are gluten-free are not any lower in calories, unless that is a specific goal of, you know, if they're saying this is gluten-free and we've also made it low calorie. And another thing is a lot of foods don't contain gluten anyway. Mm -hmm. But now they're just being blasted with like gluten-free messaging all over the... Isn't that funny? So funny. But if it makes them sell more product, then I guess that's why they do it.
2: I have a silly question. What is
0: Well, it's a mix of proteins that occur in wheat and rye and barley. Okay. So I, I don't know much about it. As you know, I'm just hungry. <laughs> I'm not a nutrition professional. but So I don't know exactly what it is. But it's, it's uh, clearly some people say they get bloated when they right. eat it or they get sick if they eat it. But most of us, we can eat gluten and be just fine. Mm-hmm. But for the purposes of the Hungry Girl audience who usually is thinking about cutting calories or losing mm-hmm. weight, gluten-free doesn't mean much.
2: I feel like a lot of people approach it and they think, oh, gluten-free means I'm avoiding flour and starches because those things are. But so many gluten-free products are made with other types of flour, other types of starch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, And if, some it, have
0: more calories. Yeah.
2: So it's like if you want to avoid starches and flour, that, that might be a way that might help you in a little bit in your you know, diet journey. Exactly. But, I totally agree with that. All right. Here's a big one. I feel like we need to talk about the calorie-free label.
0: Is anything really calorie-free? I mean, that's,
2: that's oh, the topic. I, I mean, know. I see products in the supermarket. I see zero-calorie salad dressing, zero-calorie peanut butter, zero-calorie hot fudge. Um, <laughs> I just don't f- taste that. Nonstick spray, spray. I just remember tasting spray.
1: that zero-calorie peanut butter, and it was the worst thing I've ever tasted in my whole life.
0: Well, I, I agree with you. Like, I agree that it was... It tasted like melted plastic. Yeah. But we don't have, to, we don't have <laughs> to go there. But the thing is... So there's a few things with calorie-free. One, everything really does contain calories, except maybe for water. So there's trace amounts of calories in things. And the FDA says if a serving of something has less than five calories, they can legally label it calorie-free. Which is why when you see those butter sprays, Mm -hmm. it is oil. I mean, it's made with You know, with fat, actually.
2: Or even, like, sugar-free gum sometimes is zero calories. Because because that's
0: made with sweetener. Right. And and sweeteners have, like, four calories a packet, so they can legally say it's zero calories. But if you eat 20 sweetener packets, Mm -hmm. you're eating 80 calories.
2: So they add up. And I know there are people listening. I mean, I remember at one point my mom, she's much better about it now, but she would calculate the amount of sweeten lows she had throughout her day. And you're looking at 100 calories that you're adding to your day. Wow.
1: That's a That's, lot of sweet and low. Yeah. So I'm
2: less well, worried also, about those 100 calories uh, and more worried well, about all but the But think about load. it. If you're somebody that, I mean, especially 10 years ago, people were doing this a lot, but no calorie sweetener packets, no calorie butter, spraying your pan with that zero calorie Pam spray. Right. Um, exactly. I mean, gum. Like if you're doing all of those things, you're it could eating be 300 calories. calories a day.
0: Yeah. Some people used to take the top off of the, I can't believe it's not butter spray and pour it yeah, over the veggies. Abso- zero mm-hmm. calories. Why wouldn't you? It was like 900 calories in the bottle. Isn't we once crazy? figured it out. Oh It's just crazy. So at that point, you're better off eating a tablespoon of butter.
2: I mean, so what do you recommend? Should we not buy zero calorie foods or what do you recommend? I I don't
0: think there's a blanket statement. I do think like a lot of the zero calorie products, like the marshmallow and the peanut butter and the hot fudge, it's just all chemicals. And I don't even think you can eat swallow it it just tastes (laughs) terrible but in the case of like truvia or like stevia based sweeteners or even sugar-free gum Mm -hmm. or cooking spray which we all use you just have to know that at the end of the day you're having some calories Mm -hmm. from it and and i think you'll be good
2: all right i want to talk about um like whole wheat and whole grain because honestly i barely know the difference if i see wheat i assume it's better than white Mm -hmm. Like, what is even the truth about that? Is wheat better than white? Um, It's funny because
0: we all grew up saying, just get wheat bread. And we all have the same attitude. And sometimes you look at it and there's not even any fiber in it. Right, so So it's like, how
2: can it have wheat? Very confusing. Yeah,
0: and to this day, we're still confused. So guess what? we reached out to Robert for this one as well. And I really liked what he has to say.
2: We
3: definitely want more whole grains in our diets. These are associated with a lower risk of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and other conditions. What you need to look out for, though are foods with the label multi-grain or made with whole grains or made with whole wheat because that indicates that some of the grains may not be whole, that the food may not be 100% whole grain or whole wheat. To make sure that it is, look at the ingredient label, the first word should be whole.
2: Okay, that's well, good that's advice. Easy. We have like a new buzzword to look for. It's whole. not wheat, it's whole. Whole. Do the holes count in the donut? I was just <laughs> going to say it. Whole
1: with a W. Yeah.
0: Oh, darn. Yeah. So it is important that we have whole grain. And for whatever it does for us, and it's associated with a lot of health benefits, mm-hmm. just look for the whole grain. And not just whole wheat. That uh, sounds like that's just a faker.
2: That's the whole story. <laughs> so any like takeaway tips when it comes to food labels in general and just, like, what even make of all those different marketing claims that we see?
0: Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I think people really need to pay attention to the labels and turn around the foods and pay attention to a lot. I mean, it's not just about the ingredients and what they're promising. You have to look at the stats and the serving size. Mm-hmm. That's just That's another thing, one. too. That's a really big one. I mean, it, it's not... It's funny, that could be its own myth, but a lot of times something that looks like one serving is multiple servings, Mm so buyer beware.
2: It actually offends me that the uh, (laughs) nonstick spray serving size is like one-eighth of a second, one-fourth of a second.
0: And then it says like "Servings, servings per can, 968. Yeah,
2: there's just no chance.
0: Same with the whipped cream. 42 you
2: know servings. Wait, I have to out you on something that you do that I think is so smart and I never thought to do it. When you, when we get something new in, it's a like multi-serving bag of chips or something, the first thing you do is say, okay, how many total calories in the bag and how many servings am I going to get out of this? Exactly. Instead of saying, oh, 140 calories per serving – and there's seven servings, like you look and you go, that's four servings for me. I know myself that bag of chips is going to last me four servings. So I am telling myself it's 200 calories a serving. Yeah,
0: but that's what I do at the market. I will literally stand in the aisle, especially when it comes to snacks. And I will pick up a bag of something and I'll look at it, it'll say 11 servings. And I'll say, no, that's three servings. And if it's 60 calories, then I know, okay, it's 600 and this and that. And I divide it into three, it's 200. Is it worth the 200 calories? It's smart to do that. And sometimes it is. And I buy it. And I don't care if I'm eating six servings of it. Right. Because if but it's worse... You, you want to know. Yes.
2: Knowledge is power. Yes. My favorite words. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about sweetener? Oi, oi! I, I <laughs> like sweeteners. this topic and I loathe this topic because, you know, over the years we've transitioned from maybe some more artificial sweeteners to natural, but we still hear a ton of uh, misinformation or myths or or... I don't know what the truth is. I mean, the myth that I hear is you know, stevia-based sweeteners aren't natural. Is stevia natural? Well,
0: uh, here's the thing about sweeteners. There's a lot of people that just are anti sweetener So anything that is not sugar, they're going to say is terrible for you. And over the years, whatever the sweetener of, of the moment is, they eventually test it and mm-hmm. find something wrong with it. Uh-oh. So, you know, a million years ago, it was saccharin. They found that it caused cancer in lab rats. And then after that, it was Splenda. And then they said Splenda was the most evil thing you could ever put in your body. Mm-hmm. And then, well, actually, before Splenda, it was NutraSweet, mm-hmm. aspartame. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that causes all kinds of brain issues and memory loss and all kinds of terrible things. And finally, they landed on Stevia because Stevia actually is made from natural ingredients. So with any of these sweeteners, you're not eating a, a pure version of that. So like with Stevia, there's some of of the Stevia you're using is comes from the Stevia leaf, but right. then they mix it with sometimes monk fruit mm-hmm. or other additives mm-hmm. that in some cases are natural. In the case of Stevia, all the mainstream brands are claiming that they're all natural yeah. and they are found at Whole Foods. That's
2: my litmus test. If, if I can find at it Foods. at Whole Foods, it's natural.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I do because I am not one of these, I'm very real world and the whole Hungry Girl brand is real world because the reality is if if something is too strict, if the mm-hmm. messages are too difficult, People tune it out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I started Hungry Girl back in the day, the reason why it resonated with so many people was because I was giving them permission to not be perfect. Mm-hmm. And all the other, pre- like the nutrition professionals and the doctors and the registered dietitians were often, their messages were a little bit off-putting a and little unrealistic.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, I, for one, would like to thank you (laughs) for giving me that permission. (laughs) And I would like
0: to thank you for being part of the world for so long.
2: But, you know, to wrap
0: up the stevia discussion, it's like I want to believe that stevia is all natural. Again, I don't eat a whole lot of sweeteners. I used to. Mm -hmm, I used to really intake a lot of sweeteners. Now there's a time and place. It's more about moderation. Mm -hmm. And when I do reach for a sweetener, I reach for Truvia or Mm -hmm. another stevia-based sweetener.
1: Is liquid stevia more natural, I guess, than...
2: I have powdered. heard. I have heard it's yeah. more likely to be pure. You can probably get pure liquid stevia. Mm-hmm. Very bitter.
1: Yeah, I like it though. I actually you like do? the taste of stevia in my coffee better than sugar or wow. anything. Wow. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Yeah, it just tastes better to me. Sugar and coffee just it tastes. I don't know. It just it, it's almost bit more bitter to me than this, than stevia. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah.
0: That's a taste bud issue. I think I do
1: have it. You got to uh, go to the shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have <laughs> your a taste t- buds. <laughs> get a tune up on your taste buds. I like my taste buds.
2: Um, so on the subject of sweeteners, you know, and a lot of times we will hear people say, oh, I don't like stevia because it's not natural. So I'm going to go for honey or agave. What's the story with honey or agave? Is that a good substitute for a no calorie sweetener like stevia? Well, it's funny. I used to say, and we'll get into that after, but I used to say, well...
0: yeah, if you want to be all natural, it's fine, but there's more calories, so you just have to take into account you're eating more calories. But then Robert weighed in on this, and what he said was pretty shocking.
3: Despite the reputation of honey and agave as natural, they actually are not more healthful than table sugar. There's no evidence there any better for you. Uh, In fact, both honey and agave have more calories, a few more calories per serving than sugar does. On the other hand, They're sweeter than sugar, so you may end up using less of these than you would sugar.
0: Okay. Well, it's confusing, but if it makes you feel better to eat something that's natural and considered all natural, it's fine. But you're not really doing yourself any favors as far as health or your diet. So, I mean, it's more calories, and you really have to take that into account.
2: Yeah, just being mindful. I think it does have a little bit of a health halo, and people think... That it is something they can swap out, you know, a no calorie sweetener for. But like you said, you just have to be aware. Um, I know you had mentioned earlier when we were talking about it, what, what's the story with the glycemic index? Is that why some people reach it's for like it? some
0: people say that agave doesn't spike blood sugar mm-hmm. levels and that your body reacts different differently mm-hmm. to it. And that may be the case. Yeah. And if that's recommended and if it works for mm-hmm. you, then that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, from what Robert has told me, it's that your body sort of reacts the same way to things that have been sort of like villainized Mm -hmm. in the world. Like high fructose corn syrup, he says there is absolutely no research out there that says that that's any worse for you than cane sugar.
2: Well, I look at it this way. High fructose corn syrup just means that there's a lot of fructose in a small amount of it. So if you, whether you have a tablespoon of regular sugar or a teaspoon of high fructose corn syrup, you know what I mean? It's, It's concentrated is so, that what is that what
0: the hubbub is about? I, I don't, believe so. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> well, of everybody. This.
2: If you have a uh, 100 calorie pack of a snack that has some high fructose corn syrup, it's I think your body reacts the same as if it had 100 calories worth of sugar. Right, but
0: I want to know why the world doesn't think that. Like why, why does the world think that high fructose corn syrup is the devil but cane sugar isn't? Mm-hmm. Because somebody no...
1: came out and said that it was bad for you yeah. probably and everyone ran with it. I remember a couple of years ago um I don't know what their group is called, but the High Fructose Corn Syrup Commission or whatever had that huge campaign, just talking, just basically the commercial saying that high fructose corn syrup is not bad for you. There's no studies, but I guess it didn't really take to the people. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, eating too much sugar of any kind is mm-hmm. not good for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going to single out that type of sugar, mm-hmm. don't kid yourself. It's not any, it's not any worse for you right. than yeah. other sugars. So on the subject of that, we have a product that we want to try, because I'm excited about it. It's called Truvia Nectar. A lot of times people say Truvia, but it's Truvia. Did you know that? Truvia. Truvia. It's Truvia Nectar.
2: What is this, like a honey replacement? Yeah, and I think it's cool, because it's definitely one of those things that I had never known of there to be any zero calorie or low calorie swap for honey.
0: Oh, okay. I know. And and I'm not a, actually not a honey fan, so... Well,
2: there's a time and place, maybe in tea. Yeah, tea when I have a sore throat. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm forced. when it's uh, Rosh Hashanah and you need to dip your apples, <laughs> you break out your Truvia nectar.
0: <laughs> yes, you'll be very popular. You can call table. it.
2: You can call it Juvia. Gonna...
0: <laughs> it's so inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sure you just offended like ten people. I'm Jewish. I Tastes just like honey. It. Tastes like honey. Wow, it's not bitter at all. That's really good, actually.
2: Yeah. Wait, so how many calories are in a um a serving of honey? Okay, so basically you only need a half a teaspoon worth of this nectar which is 10 calories to have as much sweetness as a full teaspoon of honey, which is probably twice the calories. So, what does it say? So this is oh. twice as sweet as honey. Well, look at it this way. A teaspoon of honey has 20 calories. And the same the equivalent sweetness, so a half a teaspoon of truvia nectar has 10 calories
0: okay but it is true it's twice as sweet as honey yes okay
1: and it definitely tasted it tastes sweeter than honey
0: and it doesn't have like i don't love honey i know people are always like what do you mean you mm-hmm. don't love honey i don't love honey but i like the taste of this i would i would use this product
2: what would your husband say if you call him honey you're saying you don't like honey have you he ever, would like if I called him honey. <laughs> have you
1: ever had white honey? And they sell it at Whole Foods. It's like super expensive, but it's so, it's like raw, natural. Yes, it's great. It's amazing. Because it's really mild. Yeah. I don't
0: like the intense honey flavor. Mm-hmm. And that white honey, it's like more of a spread almost. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. I agree with you.
2: All right. Are we moving on to meat? Meat, dairy. Meat and more.
0: <laughs> meat, dairy. Dairy. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Dairy. Hello.
2: All right. Here, here's a myth I, I want to talk about. Um the idea that poultry chicken or turkey poultry is always your best choice isn't that true? I mean isn't poultry always better than red meat? Poultry is definitely not always your best pick. <gasps> I know it's shocking.
0: Because it's like all right, the, at the end of the day there are cuts of red meat that are really very low in fat mm-hmm. and low in calories. So if we want to go over those, I mean fillet like filet mignon is a very lean cut of beef and if you want ground beef which we use in a lot of our recipes mm-hmm extra lean ground beef is actually lower in fat and calories than a lot of poultry cuts. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think shocks people. So if you're going to look at turkey, you can't just make a statement that like all ground turkey is lower than all Mm -hmm. ground beef. If you're at a diner and you get a turkey burger it's probably a better choice than the beef burger at mm-hmm. that diner, but if you're at the supermarket and you're picking up containers of ground turkey or ground beef, if you go with the regular ground turkey and you don't get the leaner cuts, mm-hmm. you may be getting more fat and calories than if you get yeah. the extra lean ground beef. You
2: gotta really look at the numbers. Yeah,
0: if they give you the numbers.
2: Yeah, well, I think too, you know, we all know that like, like chicken, chicken has a health halo, and we know that chicken breast, skinless chicken breast is really healthy. I'm pretty sure that that skin on dark meat is not quite as healthy a choice.
0: It's definitely not as healthy a choice, but like chicken is very good for you. And you could usually, look, if you're being honest with yourself, when you actually see what's being served to you, you know that Beautiful white meat chicken breast without skin is going to be a good choice. Mm-hmm. But don't kid yourself into thinking that that oily chicken leg is with the skin, as you were saying, is going to be a smart choice. I hate that you're pulling the covers on all of my excuses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you would never eat chicken. Skin I know, yet. but it's, it's, it's She
1: even like freaks out when I eat the skin. Like, she's, well, no, no, don't
2: eat it. no. no, no. It In all fairness, he doesn't eat the skin. He'll take it off because he's like, oh, let's be healthy. Let's take the skin off. And then when he's done eating, he'll look at that skin on the plate and he'll go, I want to eat it. And he'll pick and up that the leftover eat it? skin.
1: Sometimes. Oh it's good. God. Well, only if it's crispy. If it's like, you know, wilted and, you know, gross, I won't. But if it's if it's crispy, I'll totally eat it.
0: Growing up, like my mom always made chicken with the skin on and she was always chewing on the chicken bones. I was like, <laughs> I don't, to this day, I really hate chicken on the bone because mm-hmm. of that. It just freaks me out.
1: Hey, I just remembered a weird myth when I was growing up. I'm sure this is 100% false and you, I don't even know if, you would, if you're if you going to laugh. Probably you never even heard of it. But when you eat red meat, that's what gives you that pouch in the front of, like when you have like like a Spare beer ga- tire? Yeah, almost like a beer belly. There's like a meat belly. Is that that's? I think that's this is one hundred
2: percent what your mother told you because your mom, <laughs> mom hates meat and doesn't want to cook it probably, or touch it. Probably. That's what happened. I there. never
0: heard that before.
1: Yeah. That's funny because I guess like the meat doesn't—it takes like years for the meat to fully digest—is what I remember hearing. But I know it's—I'm uh, it's sure it's like that was. bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah,
0: that, yeah, or when you swallow a watermelon seed, you grow a whole watermelon yeah. plant in your stomach.
1: I had a I had a watermelon and I had some uh, orange trees in my stomach. In your stomach? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we ate uh, so well that summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is so disturbing, um, but. At the end of the day, when I was talking to Robert about this very subject, he said, yeah, well, you know, red meat has been in the past associated with heart disease. So now that they know there are leaner cuts that are not as fatty and the calorie counts and the fat counts are lower, it's not as closely linked to heart disease. Mm -hmm. But he did say there's evidence that show that people that eat red meat, which is, you know, beef and pork and lamb and veal, Mm -hmm. have a higher risk of developing colon cancer. So if you eat it red meat of any kind more than twice a week, there is a higher risk of that. This is what he says research shows. Well, and I, I d- hope that's not true. I but. do
2: remember because Robert was a special guest on the Hungry Girl Cruise, and he talked about some myth blasting. And I do remember him saying that what was it sausage and like really like sausage and bacon are like the worst. The worst. Yes, yeah. all
0: the yep. highly highly processed yeah. ones are even worse. That's for sure.
1: You said pork, but pork had that huge campaign. The other white meat. So pork is considered red meat, not...
0: Yeah, you can't believe yeah. everything you see on your Saturday morning cart- See cart- that mean, pork is considered red, considered red meat? It's considered red meat. Yeah.
1: So you thought the same thing too?
2: I thought it was the other white meat. Well, it's because that campaign. So that apparently apparently campaign can-
1: is <laughs> that's detrimental to people's lives. But
2: But wait a second. But just like what we're talking about here, there's lean, like pork tenderloin is really lean.
0: Right, but that's that's the issue with the heart disease. Uh-huh. So if you're cutting your fat, they're saying, oh, it probably won't be as artery-clogging as it used to be, and pork is actually leaner than it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be way fattier, but they're saying that it's now linked to colon cancer.
1: And it's probably, yeah, like the, the bacon
0: and the sausage and all that
1: stuff, that's all of that the, the stuff. pork, that's the bad
0: fruit. Oh my god, I hope we're not depressing everybody with this episode. <laughs> wow. Back to Trader Joe's, we gotta go yeah, back right? to Trader Joe's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's good information, like you always say. Knowledge is power. That's true. Which brings us to carbs. Carbs. I mean, I definitely have always heard this myth. You know, carbs make you gain weight. It's true. Oh <laughs> no! Wait, <laughs> no wait. Let, let's hear.
0: It. Wait, we're going to hear from uh, Dr. Robert J. Davis about this.
2: Going low-carb
3: is one way to lose weight, but it's not the only way or necessarily the best way for everybody. Studies show that in the short-term, that is over a few months, low-carb may have some advantages over other diets in achieving weight loss. But when it comes to the long-term, which is what matters, that is a year or longer, all diets tend to be about the same, whether they're low-carb, low-fat, or low-calorie. The key is finding an eating plan a way of eating that works for you over the long term, that you can sustain over the long term. Um, as for what kinds of carbohydrates to eat, you want to go for complex carbohydrates. These are things like whole grains, fruits, and vegetables. What you want to minimize are refined carbs, things like uh, white bread, white rice, baked goods. These tend to spike insulin levels more and leave you hungrier.
0: Oh, Robert you know what? He's very sensible. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking I, he has a
2: very soothing voice. He is. I, I was sort of yeah, saying, but like in a good way. In a well, good he, way. Yeah.
0: I, no, I, he does. He has a nice voice. And I have to say everything he says makes perfect sense. And it is, I think the thing that resonated with me the most is that not all diets are good for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you really have to pay attention to what works for you. And in the case of me, the reason why I jokingly said carbs make you gain weight, in my case, they do. When I eat starchy carbs, I gain weight. But it's not because I have a bite of a pretzel and I immediately gain weight what those carbs do to me is make mm-hmm. me hungry. Mm-hmm. If I have a pretzel, I want 500 pretzels. Mm-hmm. So in my former life, when I ate a lot of starchy carbs, I would do things that I would read on TV or I'd see my mom and her like, diet groups talk about, like scoop out the bagel mm-hmm. and like you'll save calories. But if I eat the outside of the bagel or if I eat a, a starchy cereal in the morning, I want to eat more throughout the day. So what I was doing, even when I was making healthy choices, even if I was eating whole grains, I would eat things that were making me much hungrier Mm -hmm. that would in turn make me eat more calories. So for me, like the home run is eating a lot of lean meats and fruits and vegetables because they keep me full, Mm -hmm. really full, really satisfied. And at the end of the day, I can take in fewer calories.
2: I think my thing with carbs is that it it, it almost should be two different animals, the whole like simple and complex and starchy and not starchy because to me, I do avoid starchy carbs, right? Um, but I have, and really a lot I of- I call them
0: dry carbs. Dry carbs. Remember, For years, I'd yeah. be like, I don't eat dry carbs. And yeah. people would be like, what is that? Is that an official term?
2: Well, and I feel like a lot of the hungry girl recipes are low in starchy carbs, but they are high in fruits and vegetables. And sometimes people will say, oh, these recipes are too high in carbs for me. These recipes or you know, too high in carbs. If I looked at my carbs throughout the day, I get plenty of carbs. But again, it's from- High fiber fruits and vegetables. It's which, from which,
0: by the way, works for most people's diets. But if you were following a keto diet, right, you couldn't eat work. those things. Right. So I, I feel like it really you have to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. And I do think some of those diets that are pretty severe, be it keto or any of those other plans where you have to severely cut things, they work for a, a mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to think about what works for you long term. And you know, for me, it's about. Avoiding my trigger foods, and that's one of those things that I tell people all the time. I really like to inspire people by saying, "Figure out what makes you go off the rails, mm-hmm. and once you figure that out, really just get those foods out of your life. Yeah. It's like a bad relationship, mm-hmm. you know. Get that man out of your, wash yeah. that man out of your hair, wash those, wash those, pretzels. those pretzels out <laughs> of your hair. Exactly. <laughs> I did it. I'm gonna cry now. Oh,
2: you don't miss him. The pretzel, yeah. Hell yeah, I do. Oh, he he was <laughs> no good for you. Should we, I feel like we have to. Should we talk about fats? Yes. I mean, the big myth is, well, the big talking point is, you know, healthy fats. They're, they're good for dieters.
0: I mean, they are. And like, it, the, um, we're going to get into the whole myth about fats because everyone, the world goes back and forth. I remember in the 80s, everything was fat free, fat free, fat free, avoid fat, fat makes you fat. If you eat fat, you are fat all of that stuff is BS. Mm -hmm. You do need healthy fats in Mm -hmm. your diet. However, because in this country, we like to latch onto something and go the other way and be very extreme, we all hyperbolize all of the information that we get. People have decided now that healthy fat is good fat. Mm-hmm. So I can just stick a spoon and eat a gigantic avocado by the spoonful or eat a big container of healthy fats that are in almonds. And it's like we said earlier, that's just not the case. So you can't eat as much as you want of these healthy fats. Because
2: they still have calories. Nine
0: grams. And
2: they're calorie I mean, dense. nine,
0: sorry, nine calories per gram. Yeah. So a gram of protein has four calories. A gram of carbs has four calories. A gram of fat has nine calories. Yeah, It so adds up it adds up. So you have to just watch your calories. Um, And you can absolutely have an unhealthy amount of fat. So don't kid yourselves.
1: So eating a whole can of macadamia nuts is a really
0: bad idea.
2: Perfect example.
0: It is. Those are really fatty nuts Mm -hmm. too. All
2: right. Let's talk about water. I know this one's true. You need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well,
0: I want to believe it's true. But again, Dr. Robert J. Davis, he has a lot to say about water and you might be surprised to hear this.
3: It is not true. It is something that you, it's one of those ideas you hear all the time. Everybody says drink eight glasses of water. Uh, and when I looked at the science, there's no, there's nothing really behind this scientifically. And so it's unclear where this came from. Now the truth is that what should determine how much water you drink is how thirsty you are. So drink when you're thirsty. There have been a number of scientists that have looked at the evidence and the conclusion is drink when you're thirsty. That's your best guide.
0: Wow. Well, here's the thing that that makes sense. I think what Robert's trying to say is you don't need that to function. Mm -hmm. You don't need eight glasses of water a day to function. However, water is something that is a major part of people's, especially healthy people and dieting people. That's a part of your world. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we say this constantly in the emails and wherever we are, sometimes people confuse thirst with Mm -hmm. hunger. So if you're really hungry, drink a glass of water wait 10 minutes it probably will take the edge off your hunger i think it's a like is do reaching for right water
1: cuz i'm hungry <laughs>
0: well and the truth is if you drink 8 glasses of water a day i think it's a great idea i think it's good yeah. for your skin i think it helps you feel full i think it makes you realize that you don't need as much food as you think you need i understand that like a plant like you don't need 8 glasses of water right. you will die if you don't get it but i still think i I'm sorry Robert uh, I'm still su- I still support the 8 glasses of water well, a day. Role. I
2: think too it's like when I was looking at... cuz when you say you know we confuse thirst with hunger with thirst I felt like, come on, I'm not stupid. I know what hunger is and what thirst is. But I was reading a little more about it, and it's actually like your body, the signs of dehydration are very similar to the signs of hunger. So it's not like, I don't know the difference between thirst and hunger. Your body doesn't know the difference, and it sometimes gives you it the feels message. The same. Yeah. So, you know, I like, I think we just talked about this in a recent email, the hydration challenge, which is, you know, if you feel like snacking, you're hungry, you don't know if you're really hungry, have a glass of water, wait ten minutes, and see if you still feel hungry. It's a good. Yeah, I didn't
0: even know. I would, I just said it, and I didn't know it was a hydration <laughs> challenge. But I guess we've been doing it, and um, it's it is true. If you're impatient and you drink, and you're like, now I'm still hungry, you'll you may shovel food right. down your throat. But it is good to take take a breath, take mm-hmm. a sip, drink, and then wait and see. It's well,
1: been about three minutes, and I don't feel hungry anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: How much water did you have? Well, probably six ounces or something. Wow. Yeah.
1: But I definitely, I mean, I'm, my, my stomach isn't growling. There's something in it. So, yeah.
0: Right, because you were probably experiencing the signs of dehydration. Yeah, probably. Jamie told me that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, this reminds me, too, because another thing Robert taught us that I couldn't believe is that 10,000 steps a day is a made-up number, and it's not the real you don't really need 10,000 steps a day.
0: Yeah, he did. Say, he said that. And you know what? Like, I don't know who made it. I think it made a, it was like a Japanese pedometer yeah. or something like a Japanese man. I think the man, Japanese it was word called, for pedometer
2: is, is 10,000 10, <laughs> steps. I think it really is. It's something like that. But
0: at the end of the day, if it's like a goal, yes. if it's like something that keeps people honest mm-hmm. and interested In moving, great because if if you tell somebody they don't need ten thousand steps a day, they're going to get two thousand steps a day. Exactly, they're going to be
2: sedentary. Aim for the stars. Yes. So I
0: remember when I first got my Fitbit, I was so obsessed. I would housewalk. I would walk. I still housewalk, but I would housewalk nonstop. Mm -hmm. I would start my day with fourteen thousand steps before my shower. Wow. I had a problem. Yes. I did. People make fun, made fun of me. I would go 25,000 steps a day. When I would travel
2: with you, we couldn't have meetings sitting down. We would walk up and down the, hall, the hallways the I was of an hotel. <laughs> People don't realize that about me. I'm, I'm it better. It was abuse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm better. But
0: I do. I do aim for at least 10,000 now. Yeah, it's and good. You know, it makes and you feel other, good. other other forms of exercise. Yeah. But yeah, it does. So I, I don't think like it's a bad thing.
2: I don't either. And I think a lot of these myths and what's right and what's wrong, it's like, listen to your body. If something makes you feel good or doesn't make you feel good, listen to your instinct. You know, don't kid yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's and be not- honest.
0: Yeah. Hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. and pay attention. Don't just look for the easy answers. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Well, I hope we inspired people today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm inspired I and am. thirsty. Are we just inspiring ourselves? I know, right? Pretty Is much. anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you feel inspired and you want to share this with others, please tell other people about the podcast. It really helps. We love, love, love that you like the podcast and that you're sharing it and that you're reviewing it. Our reviews are really great on iTunes and mm-hmm. we've been giving out prizes. So if you review our podcast and you <gasps> want to share your review, we'll give you prizes.
2: We should give out a copy of Robert's book. Oh, yeah, oh. we have.
0: We'll give a copy of Robert's book. It's okay. amazing. It's so good. Uh, Fitter Faster. Yes. Fitter Faster. He has a lot of books. Yeah. But, but coffee has- is good for you. Um, Fitter Faster. We're going to give out Fitter Faster. Yeah. Signed by Robert.
2: Oh, my God. Can I Can I win? Yes. You <laughs> can too.
0: Um, if you review the podcast and then send us a, a photo of the review or like a copy or a screenshot of the review that you posted and send it to podcast mm-hmm. at hungry-girl.com. Um, Mike you'll see it I and, will And we'll send you something yeah. And also if you want to call And leave a message You can call
1: 805-380-8075 That's 805-380-8075
0: And if you don't get our daily emails What's wrong with you? I know Sign up It's hungry-girl.com You could also check us out on Facebook um, At The Obvious Place and we have a great Facebook community, lots of supportive people, and it's really cool.
2: Yeah, sign up for the daily emails. We have some really exciting news coming out soon, and I don't want anyone to miss it.
0: That's true. The mm-hmm. emails are the, the heart and soul. The bread and, and low fat butter. The bread and margarine. That's <laughs> What's another myth. The margarine. What's the no, news? I don't know about don't this. Go there. What's the news? We well, have big news. They have to sign up to find yep, out. Don't give sign it away, up, Mikey. So you you I have to wait out. until
1: everybody else? Yep. I can't get it early? Yep. Oh, man
0: sorry <laughs> all, right. all right we're gonna go now all right all right thank you guys for tuning in we'll be back next week with something even more exciting that you just heard i'm lisa lillian also known as hungry girl Till next time to the right thing